I hope to the good Lord above that this is recording through Zoom again. Please, dear God, let this work. Welcome back to another episode of the Kenny and Co. Show. I hope you're feeling good today. I hope this podcast has found you in a happy state of mind. I hope you're having a fabulous day, that the skies are blue, the sun is shining, you're getting that like warm hit of sun and warmth through the window of your car if you're driving. You know that feeling? It's like the most immaculate feeling ever in the middle of winter. But anyway, I'm coming to you from my office and it is dark right now. Uh, and it's unclear whether or not this is actually recording. I did this two weeks ago, recorded on Zoom because we were having a garage band situation on our hands and I recorded in Zoom and then got 30 minutes into it and realized that it recorded like I was trying to connect to you from a satellite space station. So I'm hoping that this is clear and that we are recording. I did test it before. I was trying to be proactive. And if this doesn't record, no one will know because no one will hear these words. But if it does record, I'm so grateful. Anyway, I digress. I am excited to chat with you today. The last couple of weeks, it's been, I feel like everybody's in this like same energetic frequency of just like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like it's the middle of January. The new year's already started. Like, is your vision board done? Do you have your affirmations? Is your daily routine like, you know, locked and loaded? No, probably not because I feel like we've just been spinning around spiraling collectively. But I think like now, like the last couple of days, I felt like I'm coming to like waking up in this new year. And I've been doing a lot of internal work. I've been tuning in, trying to figure out and reorganize my brain, myself, my goals, all the things. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but I think it's important. And some of the things that I have been kind of trying to internalize or or learn about myself a little bit more are like the things that I think are blocking me from getting to XYZ place. And I know I've talked about this. It's something I love talking about, but I have to share kind of the things and the tools that I've been using because I've been talking to a bunch on Instagram, like on the stories and in DMs and stuff. And I feel like this theme keeps coming up. So I thought today I would share with you the things that have been helping me put one foot in front of the other and try to make sense of a new year and just all this opportunity in front of us. And today I actually got off of a call with one of my very good friends. She is an amazing, amazing business coach. And she actually just did a session with me. And I have not had a coaching session like like that in such a long time. And it was so good. And she's amazing. Shout out to Jordan Jensen. I love you so, so much. Um, and you just helped me like just revigor, reinvigorate, revigor, rejigger. What's the word I'm looking for here? But just like kind of like shock my system and like reset. You know, when you have to like defibrillate somebody and like kind of like, you know, just get their heartbeat back on track. Like that's kind of what I feel like she just did for me. And I think it's just so important that like we have people like that in our lives. And if you don't have someone like that in your life, find a coach. I cannot stress this enough. If you want to get from A to B and you don't know how to get there, figure out a way to hire someone to help you do that. It doesn't have to be the most expensive coach. It doesn't have to be, you know, this, you know, world renowned, whatever, but just invest in yourself. And I think that is what I've been lacking the last couple of years 
feeling kind of like I'm on this ship sailing it by myself when that's not how we're supposed to do it. So find yourself a, a Jordan Jensen, find yourself a friend like Jordan who can help you do this because it was just amazing. And some of the things that she was kind of reflecting back to me and helping me get through, I wanted to share with you along with some of the other tools that I think have helped me tremendously. So we'll get to what we talked about, Jordan and I. And it's so funny, like I wasn't even planning on talking about that session, but I just feel like there's a lot that I want to share on that. So I feel like I would be gatekeeping if I did not share with you what came up. But prior to that, the things that have been helping me, and I think I tried to work myself away from this or around this somehow is how important sleep is to not only me, just everyone, just human beings in general. Sleep is one of those things that I know you're like nodding your head and you're like, damn it, I knew it. Like, I know that I need to sleep better. I know that I need to prioritize it, but like, I just don't because we somehow think we're like superhuman and think we can like circumvent the system and go against our very like human nature and the things that we need as a human being to not only just like thrive, but just like survive. So when I talk about sleep, I don't mean like you get seven hours or six hours and you're you're good. Like I wake up and I feel refreshed. You could be waking up feeling refreshed on like six hours of sleep for a period of time. And then you will hit a brick wall, like figuratively or literally, you will hit a wall where you either get really sick, you're, you have like immense brain fog, you're having crazy anxiety. Any of these symptoms that are like kind of abnormal for you are most likely as a result of sleep. And if you listen to last week's episode, Victoria was on another good friend of mine and she was, we were talking together about the importance of sleep, but she was just giving like so many good tips and tricks on that. And I just, hope that it landed with you because the last week I have made it a priority to sleep eight hours every night, which is something that I know I need like bare minimum is eight hours. But for some reason, I just get into this habit of like, nah, it's fine. I'm, I'm okay. It's fine. And then it's not like I can tell like my brain is not connecting to my words, to thoughts, to be able to focus, to not have the afternoon slump, like all of these things. So what I actually stopped doing was drinking coffee. I'm not saying you have to do that. But for me, I just know that caffeine was adding to my anxiety during the day. It wasn't keeping me up at night. like It didn't last that long, but it was just causing more anxiety during the day than it was benefiting my brain. So I'm just taking a little break from coffee. If that resonates with you, maybe you join me in this little coffee detox. I do these periodically. I kind of just go cold turkey. After like the second day, your body actually kind of just like Reacclimates to it and you actually don't need as much as you think. So that's what I did last week. I stopped drinking coffee. Um, I will have a matcha if I need it, like kind of intermittently. So there is some kind of caffeine maybe coming in, but it's not like the jolt that coffee gives me. Um, so I eliminated most of my caffeine. And the other thing that I have been trying to do, which is kind of <laughs> counterintuitive to getting more sleep is waking up earlier. So what I was doing was setting my alarm for like 5.40 in the morning, which I think I told you on another episode, I heard Kim Kardashian gets up at 5.40 and works out from six to seven every day. And I'm like trying to get on that game plan. But what was happening was I wasn't going to bed early enough to wake up at 5.40. So I was setting my alarm for 5.40, which I can get out of bed early, 
A, we know Bo is most likely going to wake me up. And B, I like the morning. I like getting up early. I like being up before everybody. I like kind of getting a head start while everybody's still asleep. It makes me feel productive. What I do the rest of the fucking day doesn't matter for some reason because I got up at 540. And it's like, no, you still have to be productive for the rest of the day. Like you can't just wake up and do your shit for an hour and a half and be like, "Ah, I did enough today. So trying to wake up at 540 was a bit of a a stretch considering I was like going to bed at like 10, 30, 11, which for me, the sweet spot, I need eight hours, seven and a half, seven and a half to eight hours of sleep a night is like the bare minimum I can get. So I was like rocking somewhere between like six and a half to seven every night. And I realized it just caught up with me more than I wanted to give it credit for. So I readjusted and I said, Ken, it is okay if you don't wake up at 540 and work out for an hour and a half. You need to prioritize like getting rid of this like constant angst feeling. Like I talked about it the other day, like the sundown anxiety, which is a thing. I looked it up and you all told me you have the same thing. Apparently it's like a sign of dementia in elderly people, but I'm going to ignore that part of it and just hope that it's just like a weird lack of sleep type thing. But being able to sleep the eight hours, not put so much pressure on myself getting up in the morning and working out and doing all that stuff, I can adjust a little and get up a little bit later and just move all of that later. For the most part in the mornings, I have until like 9 o'clock before I have to be somewhere. So I do have the time. I just, you know, I was just trying to make, I was trying to make things harder for myself. So this is the other thing I've learned is just to streamline things. Like take things away that don't have to be done that will make you feel like you didn't accomplish something. So like make everything super simple. So I just moved my clock, my alarm back to 6.30. The other thing is it's starting to get lighter out at 6.30 again. So I think that that's mentally helping. The other thing I did was I have made it... (laughs) a non-negotiable that Bo has to wear socks to bed. And if you know, you know, but Bo has a lovely um, intuitive ability to know like when he thinks I should be getting up and he gets up and tries to wake me up. We may have created a, a false job for him to do, but nonetheless, he does it every fucking morning. So I put socks on him and that way I can't hear his tap dancing all over the floor and it has helped tremendously. So what I used to think was just like, oh, I'll forget about it. Like, yeah, whatever. I'll think about it in the morning. I am trying to start my mornings the night before. So if you have a dog that wakes you up in the morning, take the collar off in the middle of the night or like, or if he like jumps around in the middle of the night, make sure you take his collar off so that it doesn't wake you up. Again, this is like for dog owners. If you know, you know, but I had to put socks on my dog so that I couldn't hear his paws pacing around in the morning. And then just setting my alarm a little bit later has helped so much for some reason. I don't know if it's the socks or Bo is just, we had a long conversation the other day. I told him I need to sleep. I will wake you up. You don't have to wake me up. And I just keep trying to have this conversation with him over and over again. And I think we might be getting somewhere. The other thing that I do is sleeping with an eye mask on has helped so, so much, especially if you struggle with falling asleep. I think having an eye mask is so key because it prevents you from kind of like opening your eyes and looking around and tossing and turning. It kind of like forces you to keep your eyes closed. So I have loved 
I have an eye mask that I use almost every night, but I had gotten away from it for some reason. I think I just put it in the drawer and I forgot that it existed. So grab yourself an eye mask. I use like the one from slip pillowcase, the silk one. Love it. It's so comfortable. It doesn't like, you know, suffocate your head or give you a headache while you're sleeping or anything like that. But I do think just being more realistic with the time that I need to wake up as long as it's me getting those eight hours, setting my alarm accordingly, getting into bed earlier and sleeping with an eye mask and like taking the steps the night before have really been game changing in my morning routine. And I think if you read any book about like routines and mornings and all this stuff, everybody always says it starts the night before, like period. If you go to bed anxious and not prepared for the next day, your morning is going to suck. There's no other way about it. So whatever we can do to kind of make the morning be easier the night before helps so, so much. And for me, I struggle with preparing for things because my Achilles heel, heel, my kryptonite, whatever it is, is that if I don't feel like doing something, I don't do it. It's bad. Like to the point where I just like self-sabotage over and over again. So this is a muscle I am learning to flex all the time. So the other thing that has helped is meditating before bed, which sometimes is easy. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'll like yell at Tim. Like he'll like, I'm thinking he's like outside out in the living room watching a show or something like that. And I'm like, I'm going to go get in bed. I'm going to meditate. Maybe I took like a bath or something like that. Like Epsom salt baths help tremendously. Magnesium helps tremendously. Um, that I've always done, but that that really does play a huge role in your ability to just like decompress. So Epsom salt baths, I guess I could add to the list of tips that have been helping me, but sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm going to get in bed and I will just do this like little meditation, blah, blah, blah. And then like the freaking bedroom door like flings open. He's like stomping around and I'm like, this is not, this is not the vibe I was trying to create right now. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's like, can you not see the vibes I'm putting off are I am in my meditation right now. So sometimes he gets it. Other times he doesn't. And I like should just tell him like, Hey, yo, I'm meditating. Don't come in for like 20 minutes. And then, you know, I'm good, but I don't because you just forget these things. But meditating before bed is super, super helpful. Years back, like when I was working in the city, I knew I had to be in bed by like nine, nine thirty Cause I was on a six o'clock bus the next morning. So I had to meditate before I went to bed. Everything had to kind of happen earlier. I had to eat dinner. You know, my nighttime routine had to be super tight because by the time I got home from the city and ate dinner, I was basically in bed, which is not a way to live. So if you're still doing that, Godspeed, sister, but that is, that's a racket. But getting into bed, finding a meditation, you can listen to one on YouTube or if you have like Insight Timer or um, Headspace, or even one, there's like ones with your Spotify, you know, account or whatever, you can just like look up meditations on Spotify. Finding something for nighttime will totally help you decompress. It's not woo woo. It's do it and then tell me it doesn't work. How about that? So that around sleep has helped so much in the sense that I wake up now, even a little bit before my alarm, I'll wake up. And the key to not waking up groggy and in a bad mood is to not go back to sleep once you've woken up. I'm not saying if you wake up at 3am, get up, but like when you wake up and it's close to your alarm time going off, just get out of bed then. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, jump out of bed. 
If you haven't read Mel Robbins' five second rule, that's where that five, four, three, two, one comes from. Do it, read it. It's so, so good. She just talks about all of the tips on how to just like get yourself to do something to like kind of intervene in like those thought patterns where it's like you're just going to keep doing the same thing. So when you roll over and you realize, okay, if you're waking up at 630 and your alarm set for 630 and it's like 610, 614 and you're like, motherfucker, like I got 15 minutes left. You know, I'm going to go back to sleep. Like I don't have to get up right now. What happens is like you go back into another sleep cycle. Like when your body wakes up and it's before your alarm, it means like you're naturally coming out of your last sleep cycle, which is great because then that means like your sleep cycle is kind of ending right when your alarm's about to go off, which is perfect. It's that, that's kind of what you want because when you are coming out of a sleep cycle, that's when you're ready to wake up. It's when you're in the middle of a sleep cycle that your alarm goes off and you're trying to get up and your like body is basically comatose because you're like probably deep in a REM cycle and your body's like paralyzed because it's not trying to act out its dreams. So trying to wake up out of that is brutal. And then what happens is if you naturally wake up, say it's a half an hour before your alarm goes off, you want to go back to sleep for another half an hour. You're already half an hour into another sleep cycle. So that 630 alarm is going to come in so hot and it is just going to jolt you out of bed and you're going to be so pissed off. Whereas if you just kind of like got out of bed when you naturally woke up, your cortisol will rise at a normal level. You won't like be filled with adrenaline and anxiety upon waking. It will be immaculate vibes like you want it to be. So that's the other thing. Once you kind of roll over and wake up, if it's around the time that you're supposed to get up anyway, just rip yourself out of bed. Just five, four, three, two, one, take a big deep breath, put your big girl pants on and just get out of bed because you will feel so much less groggy throughout the day. You will feel so much more ready for the morning and whatever you've got to do. So that's the other thing that I think has helped. And again, because I'm not trying to blame everything on Bo, but like, kind of, I kind of am because I was thinking about it. Like I haven't had like sleep issues. I never had sleep issues. I, I am someone that like woke up every morning, like with like bells on. I was just so excited for the day. I was rested. I always felt well rested. But then since we've gotten Bo and bless him, he is the most amazing dog ever. I would not trade him for the world, but he has like two issues. It's waking up in the morning and being fed in the afternoon. And like the other 23 and a half hours of the day that he exists, he is literal perfection. So I think now that I've kind of gotten the reins in on him waking up super early and like waking us up by pacing around all of that, I think we're getting somewhere because I can already feel in the last four or five days that we've been doing this, I feel so, so much better. The other thing that I think has been helping me kind of feel a little bit better in the sense of like, this is the new year and we have goals and all these things that we want to do and accomplish and places we want to go and people we want to see and all that stuff is just tuning back into the things that you enjoy doing, that you know that you're good at. How do they play into your goals for the year? What does it look like for you this year? Where do you want to be at the end of 2023? And whatever that is, seeking out some sort of education around it. So I think where we get kind of stuck is you know, we have all these visions and goals and dreams and and whatever, but then like, we don't know how to get there, you know, unless you find a roadmap somewhere trying to get there. It's like, you're just stewing 
in your own brain on the how, the when, the where, the what. And that's so overwhelming that it usually prevents you from taking any kind of necessary action to get, you know, further down the line. So this year, we're going to do it differently. And we're going to seek out people, courses, conferences, things, whatever it is that you need to fill your cup and do that. Because I think personally for me, that is what I've gotten away from the last couple of years. And I can see the impact that it's had on my confidence, my self-esteem, my belief in what I'm capable of doing. You know, it just took a lot out of me not tuning in and filling up my cup and tapping into the things that I know that I needed to feel inspired and fulfilled and motivated and all of that. I used to be like, I don't want to say used to be as if I'm not that, not it currently, but I was like the self-development junkie, spiritual junkie. I loved everything and anything about that. I couldn't get enough of it. And there's a time and a place for like, overconsumption of all of that and not doing anything with it. And then there's like the opposite, which is where I've been the last two years, which is not learning, growing, seeking out experts in that arena at all. And I'm wondering why, like, I just don't know which way is up. Like, hello, because you've been living in a vacuum for a year and a half or two years, maybe. So that is something that I've committed to and I've already taken some steps to get there. There's some courses that I signed up for that I've been super interested in and just stuff that like lights me up again. And that brings me to our conversation, me and Jordan, that we had today. And it just was all that and more. And it's it's simple questions that you can ask yourself, but it really makes a difference. I hope you can hear my dogs in the background. It makes a difference having somebody hold space for you. And what I mean by that is not like this like woo-woo therapizing type thing. I mean it in the sense that you need someone to mirror back to you what you are saying, ask you certain questions, ask you to ask yourself deeper questions to explain yourself and what you mean. Because otherwise, these thoughts just kind of like sit there dormant in your brain and you have no way of organizing them or kind of expanding on them or understanding what the fuck they actually mean and what you want to do with them. So having somebody be able to ask you certain questions and then mirror it back to you and ask you, like, is what you're saying to me what you really want? And then you can actually decide, is that what I really want? Or am I telling myself that? And it's so incredibly helpful. And we did this little, um, we actually didn't do it together, but she was kind of like explaining it to me. And just by her explaining it to me, it was so, so helpful. And it was just a visualization about meeting yourself five or 10 years from now. I won't like get into the details, but if you can do any sort of visualization about your future self, and if any of you ever worked at Lululemon, you would know what I'm talking about because they make you do this. One of the best things about working for Lululemon is that they really, they really pay a lot of attention to your personal development and your goals and what you want to achieve in life. And all the things. Um, and I did a visualization like the one that I did today almost 10 years ago. And I was telling her how I couldn't see myself living on a farm necessarily, but the things that I visualized then have all come to pass. So it's really helpful in a sense because it gives you like a marker of like, well, shit, you know, I thought I haven't moved the needle anywhere. And in reality, I actually have. And I, fulfilled my own vision of what I had for my life. When I was at Lululemon, I was like, I have, I live and I have chickens and I eat 
grass-fed me and I did this. I don't know why grass-fed me was like part of my vision and goals, but you know what I'm saying? Like, and I had all this and me and Tim and blah, 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 and all this stuff and almost all of it has come to pass. So it was interesting when she brought it up again to think about that in terms of like the next five to 10 years. I haven't thought a fucking second about it. I mean, in my mind, I can see it, but I've not like really boiled it down and like given it like really good detail ever, you know, in in recent history. I haven't done that because I haven't had somebody ask me those questions and, and present that to me. So I thought that that was incredibly helpful. Um, and I think I can find one on maybe YouTube or something and I'll post it on Instagram because if everybody can do this, I think we'll all be better off for it. And it's not to say that it's like woo woo or like this fantastical version of whatever, but you, you have to see it in your mind's eye. You have to see where you're going or where you want to go because you may have something that comes up in that visualization that you weren't prepared for, that you didn't think about. And you're like, oh my God, that's exactly what I want. So it's just an exercise in going deeper into our brain and our subconscious because ultimately that is what impacts us more than we think. It's our subconscious thoughts. It's our thought patterns that we've been repeating. It's rewiring the circuits in our brain to have a, a tendency to focus on the positive versus the negative. It's all these things. And if we can just take exercises and just like, noodle on them a little longer. I think we could fucking take over the world. I'm not even kidding. The other thing that I think is so important and has helped me in this last like couple of weeks is really understanding my why. I think for a while, my why kind of got all gray and mushy and maybe yours did too. Maybe your why was something Years ago, it was to get to X or to do Y. And then you realize that you've gotten there and now you need a new Y to get to the next place. So for me, I think my Y, you know, in my early 20s was one thing and had a realization a couple of years ago that that's actually not going to be why I want to do things in the future. And it's not actually the reason that motivates me to do anything. Um, and I think that was like a harsh reality. So reevaluating what your why is. And Victoria and I talked about this last week too, understanding even from like a health perspective, why you want to get healthy is important, but continuing to ask yourself the why until you really boil it down to that like real answer is super, super helpful. And that's something that you can do actually even by yourself. You can just write it down or talk it out whatever way you feel like you want to process that. But just continuing to ask yourself why it's like, okay, why do you have this goal of getting to X level in your business? Because I want X amount of money. Okay, but why do you want that money? Because I want to be able to go on vacations and whatever. Why do you want to go on vacations? Because I want to spend time with people that I love in a place that I love. Okay, why do you want to spend time with those people? Because, you know, people and experiences and and things are short-lived and we got to spend as much time as we possibly can with the people that we love because ultimately that is the only thing that matters. Okay, well, that's a better why than I want to get to the top level of my business and because I want a paycheck. So connecting and figuring out what that why is to connect to is super helpful. And we did a little bit of that today too. And that was really good to like get some clarity on because I think 
again, we hear, okay, yeah, we know what our why is. And we kind of blow these things off because we've heard them so much, but we forget that they change all the time and they're allowed to change. Your why even from last year doesn't have to be the same. Your why from six months ago doesn't have to be the same. You are allowed to change the reason that you want to go after certain things all the time. And I think it's good if you change it because then it's constantly being aligned or realigned to who you are in that moment. And it connects with you more and it means more that way. So connecting back to the why this past couple of weeks, um, and I say past couple of weeks, literally like the last like week and a half or so that I've felt like I've come out of the cloud that is early January. <laughs> Maybe we're still under, I could, I could get on stories tomorrow and be like, no guys, I'm like back in the cloud, back under the cloud. But I'm just trying to relay as I'm in the moment, things that are helping me put one foot in front of the other and just move through this. I mean, it's the winter. We all, most of you that are listening to this live in the Northeast. I'm assuming the seasonal depression is for real. And again, a lot of that we talked about last week too. So I'm not trying to like reinvent the wheel here. I just want to acknowledge that if you feel like, holy shit, why can I just like not be the same person, you know, in this season of the year or of life or whatever. And the reality is we can't be that person all year round. We need seasons of rest. And I think this season is a season of rest. But while resting, we can also regroup and get ourselves together so that when the warmer months come, we are like flying by and vibing high because that's ultimately all we really want. So being able to kind of take these next long couple of months and just get our minds right, I think will put us so much further ahead come the summertime when we really want to be you know, firing on all cylinders and doing and living and being big. Um, I think it will be worthwhile taking a little bit of time now to just kind of regroup. I almost think of it like a slingshot. And I'm sure you've heard this analogy before. So again, I don't know who came up with this, but it's like when you're being pulled back from a slingshot, it like looks like you're being pulled back and you're going backwards. But in reality, like you're pulling back to gain momentum so that when you are released, you fly further than you've ever gone before. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm like trying to think of this season of life is, it's just like this like pullback. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it. Maybe I will say it. Every setback is a setup for a comeback. I mean, it just had to be said. But if we can just take a beat, regroup, do all this stuff, get our sleep right and tight, take care of ourselves, put less pressure on ourselves to be and do and just turn into a different human being just because the year changed, I think we'll be better off. So really just boiling it down to what needs to be priority at this moment, your mental health. So what steps can you take to get your mental health right and tight? Sleep, number one, making sure you're hydrating, making sure you are moving your body in some capacity. It doesn't have to look pretty. I think Instagram can make it feel like if you are not wearing the right workout set and the newest sneakers. And if your home apartment condo isn't white, bright and light that you are not worthy of a workout or moving your body in any way. And we know that that is not true. 
So sometimes we need to like give ourselves permission to allow ourselves to take messy action. So if that looks like you doing some yoga in your pajamas when you wake up or doing a stretch session in your sweatpants, that's fine. Like you have full permission to do that. It sounds silly that I am even saying that, but I know you know what I mean. That sometimes we feel like if it's not recorded or if it's not aesthetically pleasing, that it doesn't provide value. (laughs) And it's crazy that we've gotten to this place that we even can say things like that and know what we're talking about. But just taking the actions that you know that need to be taken without putting the pressure on yourself that they have to be perfect. So a 10 minute workout is better than no workout at all. You know, I struggle with being very all or nothing myself. So it's like, what's the point if I'm only going to do 10, 10 minutes? Well, the point is that you've done 10 minutes that you wouldn't have done. So, and that kind of applies to everything that you're trying to do. So kind of lessening the pressure of it having to be full tilt. It's January, like give it January energy, (laughs) give it like what you got now, because in May, June, July, we can give it May, June, July energy. And that energy is fire and we come correct. But right now it's January. And if that looks like a 10 minute gentle yoga flow, and that's your movement for today, that is better than nothing. Because you know what? If you keep showing up and doing 10 minutes every day versus not doing anything for a week, what the fuck do you think is better? You know? So that's where we're at. I have no idea what time it is because again, I'm in the Zooms. I don't know how long this has been going. I honestly have no idea. (laughs) No idea where we are in anything. I don't know where my levels are. I know nothing. But that's where I'm going to leave you today because I feel like that was just something that was on my heart that I wanted to share. Hopefully it resonated with you. I hope it landed somewhere. Maybe you're feeling the same thing. But if you are feeling the same way, just know it's January. You know, we have time. And it's not to say that we are going to like give up and phone it in kind of in January. It just means like, let's just start again. Get your eight hours of sleep minimum, get your hydration, take your magnesium, meditate before you go to bed. You can even meditate when you get up. Do a little visualization forward thinking, reconnect to your why, journal it out a little bit, like get to the bottom of why you were doing what you're doing. So that way it can inform the actions that you take in these next few months and that you're not just like aimlessly throwing shit against the wall. So on that note, I love you so much. I'm sending you a big air hug into your AirPods and I'll see you next week. Bye.